Hey, I'm Tom Young, and we're here for anchor.fm.com podcast called Money Shifts and Facebook Live on the Family Money Farm Group. I missed a couple of days last week. I've been traveling a lot. I'm going to be traveling again later this week. I apologize for not jumping in here, uh, but I've been going through some intense training and things are changing and getting better and I'm reaching out and it's always about growing me and growing you and learning how to be a better version of all of us. We all need to search for that in our lives and everything that we do. Title of today's program is going to be the process of financial success. Now, what, what do I mean by process, Tom? That there have been thousands of books written about this concept called success. Financial success, personal success, business success, thousands upon thousands of books have been written about this subject. And I'm going to try to simplify it down to some very short concepts that will give you a step up, a leg up, so to speak, on how to move forward and grow you to be better, make more money, have more financial success, have more happiness, and maybe a great retirement when the time comes, and that's what we're going to talk about. We start every presentation with prayers for everybody around the world. COVID supposedly has, where's it at? Has it gone away? Has it evolved into the flu? I, I don't know what they're doing, but we pray for everybody. COVID has touched every life in the world. It has impaired health on many people. We pray for that, that a healing would occur. We pray for those who have lost loved ones and especially for the loved ones who have been lost. We pray that the Lord would gather them into his arms and take them off to his kingdom of heaven above. We pray for this crazy war going on between Ukraine and Russia and any conflicts around the world where people are being killed and destruction is occurring. We need to stop this. We need to find a way, a road to peace. As Robert Frost called it, the road less traveled, and it takes courage to go on that road. But we pray for all of these people in Jesus' name. You know, I look at that, and, and we always start with quotes. I told you what it is, and I'm, I'm opening the book, and, and I haven't even looked yet. And, and so many times when I pick the subject for our talk, it, it, it coincides with the quote, we're still quoting George Washington, the first president of the United States. Worry is the interest paid by those who borrow trouble. <laughs> uh, what an amazing statement. Worry is the interest paid by those who borrow trouble. Now, when I look at these quotes and, and I go through here, and, and it coincides really with, with our, our, uh, our title today because Success is, de is defined in so many different ways by so many people. In my book, The Family Money Farm, The CFO Project, you know, I talk about personal finances and success. How do I do what I do to get ahead? And, and the topic we've been talking about is, is saving money. Remember, there's four rules. The financial world has their four rules that maximize their financial success and their profitability. 
I want all your money. I want more ongoing. I want to keep it forever. And I want to give it back as little as possible. We already know from previous discussions that we've had on here that the ideal place for them is your 401k, IRA, 403b, government 457 plan, etc. Because what that does is it literally ties your money up in perpetuity. It ties it up forever and the HR person at work encourages you to do the most you can do. Put all you can in your 401k. Now for some people that's probably the only way they're going to end up with anything because they are not willing to accept the discipline that is required to save and accumulate wealth. It does have a discipline. It requires discipline. It re requires consistency, constant effort. Sometimes it takes a lot of courage to keep going, to believe in the process that you are working on. But other than that, most people, the majority, put their money into 401ks. And I'm understanding right now, now originally 401ks was a voluntary thing. If your company happened to offer a 401k, it was your, it was no obligation. It was your choice to participate in that 401k. In the very beginning companies, a lot of them offered substantial matches and, and that, so there was an incentive to put money into a 401k. We went through hard times, 2008, the banking meltdown, the real estate meltdowns, and here we are today, and, and there aren't a lot of matches anymore. And the, the most of the matches I see is like two or 3% of the first thousand dollars you put in or something like that. So it is not a large amount of money that is being matched. But today the government requires when you start a new job, you are automatically enrolled in the 401k. To be out, you have to opt out. So you have to do something to opt out of the 401k. And I'm reading right now that there is a trend and possibly laws coming that will make it mandatory to put money into your 401k. Now that has an underlying challenge to it that I would look at it. Because when you look at the government's debt and all the things that are happening and their ability to get more and more money, I can almost envision the federal government declaring an emergency at some future date and literally absconding with your 401k and turning it into what they refer to as Social Security Part 2. Now, isn't that interesting? Because this was in discussion and if you search the internet, you will find information by the tune of millions of hits, millions of sources, where the government absconds with your 401k and says, oh, we're going to pay you like a social security benefit. We have declared an emergency and we're going to take all of your 401k money and apply it towards the debt of the federal government that grows by billions daily. Billions daily. The debt is now over 32 trillion. 
The unfunded liability is over $192 trillion. And in the last 12 months, that increase between the debt and the unfunded liability has increased around $25 trillion. trillion. The GDP, all of the, the gross revenue in America from all businesses was $26 trillion. $25 trillion was all new borrowed money. Now, wait, wait a minute, let me say that again. 25 or so trillion is all newly borrowed money. So where did the GDP come from or where is it going? If we're borrowing almost 100% of the GDP and adding to the debt that much. I don't know, folks. It's, it's time to think a little bit deeper. Now, let's get away from the government and politics. I don't want don't to go there, but I want to talk about how to save money. Our four rules, the four rules on our side of the table. Number one, the goal is to get to 20% of your gross annual income going into long-term savings. Rule number two is accumulate capital, accessible capital in accounts where you have access to it with just a signature, with, with direct access to it, equal to 50% of your annual household income. Rule number three, no consumer debt. What is consumer debt? Consumer debt is anything you purchase that you cannot pay for out of 30 days of income. So you have to carry a balance forward, and which simply means you have now committed future earnings you have not earned yet to pay for debt for something you bought today that probably may not even exist when the time comes and you have to pay for it. That doesn't even sound good when you explain it that way, but it needs to be explained that way because it's what it really is. Mortgage is not debt because you have an asset that you could readily, in most cases, sell and eliminate that mortgage if, if it was the appropriate and right thing to do. So understanding debt in, in the first place. Rule number three, no consumer debt. If you have to make a capital purchase, once you've accumulated some capital, you're going to use your capital and pay for whatever you got to buy, but you're going to be an honest banker in operating your CFO project, your household banking process. By paying yourself back on a scheduled payback with interest. Let me say that again. When you buy something and you pay cash, you're going to set up a payment schedule to pay you back with interest. Do you understand that? Because the goal is to end up at some future date with the most that I can have. True? Because there's no way to know 10, 20, 30 years from now how much money you're actually going to need when you get there. So the only answer is having the most I can have when I get there. And how do I accomplish that? By employing the concepts of maximum efficiency in everything that I do with my money. Because see, most people 
They forfeit their future lifestyle for enjoyment today. Hear what I said? They forfeit their future lifestyle for enjoyment today. Delayed gratification is part of this process, folks. Setting goals, sticking to them, commitment, follow through, and practicing delayed gratification. If you want to buy something, figure out how to come up with the money to buy it. Save, save in a new way or something. So if I'm saving money, Tom, how do I get to the 20%? Well, the first thing you got to do is you got to decide on 10 as a minimum. So you got to start with 10%. So you pay yourself 10% first. Whatever it is, you start paying yourself 10%, whether you're putting in a bank account or you're, you're setting up a dividend paying whole life insurance policy with a paid up additions rider, which is just a tool. It is not, you don't buy banking policies. There is no, it is whole life insurance designed in a specific way to maximize the cash value buildup. So it becomes the ideal place to accumulate capital. It is not a banking policy. It's a policy designed to create maximum cash value. That's all. But the banking itself is a process. Nelson called it IBC, the infinite banking concept. It is a concept. It has to be learned. There are rules that go with it. So if you're not willing to learn the rules and practice the concept proficiently, then maybe, maybe the, uh, the concept isn't for you. Just buying a banking policy doesn't make you an infinite banker. Banking is the personal things that you do every day to manage the process. Now, once I start to save and accumulate some capital and I've accumulated a few thousand dollars or five thousand or ten thousand dollars, now I can start looking at the things that I'm paying for. For example, auto insurance, homeowners insurance, medical insurance. Those are the three biggest insurance items that we pay for, hoping to never have a claim, willingly spend the money knowing we're never going to get it back. And at the other side of that, hoping we never have a claim. Those types of insurance have deductibles. If I have several thousand dollars in capital that I have access to, can I not go to my homeowners and my auto and my medical insurance and have higher deductibles? When I have higher deductibles, it lowers the premium payment. So now the lower premium payment, I can take that money and add it to my savings. Oh, you got a pay raise? Take 50, 60, 70, 80% of your new pay rate as the savings. Again, what I said in the beginning, getting to 20% of our gross annual income to put away in savings is the biggest challenge for most people because most people live paycheck to paycheck. 
Home to work, work to home, 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 home to work, work to home. That's five days and you you got another 50 weeks, five days a week, another 250 days. Home to work, work to home, 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 home to work, work to home. And there it is. But it's up to you to make the decision. We're going to end it off there today. We'll get back into this uh, sometime this week. I will be out of the office Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday this week. Wednesday is traveling. Thursday and Friday are meetings. And I won't be back till late Friday night. So while I'm away, I will jump in here and, and put some information in here about the meeting that I'm going to because it's about uh, asset flow is the name of the calculator and it's how to put all of this stuff together in a macroeconomic model and run the movie as I refer to it. To be able to look at your future based on what you're doing today and run a movie to see what's going to happen. It's sort of the, I'm a test pilot, you know, we're, we're, we're test pilots. And it's great to be able to do that to at least get an idea whether your plan is working or not. And I can do that. God bless you all. Get my book, Family Money Farm, the CFO Project. Get it at cfo-project.com right there. Put your name and email address in. You will get an email with a link to be able to download my book. There is a bonus book also called Financial Mastery Coaching, The Blueprint. So you get both books for free. God bless you all. We'll see you again here in a few days.